It's going to get there. He turned 32 yesterday. Does he have a vintage moment in him? In the end zone, it is caught for the win. Richard Rodgers with a walk-off touchdown. Foster. Nine seconds for the win. Oh! 2, The Extra Point with Kenny Tomkovich and Isaiah Mueller. We are coming at you live from the WZBC studio here in Chestnut Hill, Massachusetts. Um, and we are, have a great show planned tonight. We're really excited. Um, but before we get into it, just a quick, um, quick side note, um, I guess. As you guys noticed, we were off last week. Um, and so I just thought I would share what's going on there with you guys. Um, basically, the last week and a half or so has been pretty tough for me and my family. Um, my grandma, who was a big fan of our show, um, loved to listen all the time. Uh, she unexpectedly passed away uh, la- two Fridays ago, so a week and a half ago. Um and then this last Friday, my dog also passed away. So it's been um, it's been a crazy week and a half for sure. But uh, I mean, I'm still excited to be here. This is, I mean, it's one of my favorite things to do. I love you guys. I love doing this. So um, definitely just excited to be back here and be able to do the show, um, obviously with a heavy heart. But um, yeah, I just wanted to, you know, inform all you guys, uh, you know, just I love doing this. I love you guys. And, you know, I, things like this happen, of course, but, you know, they're still hard to get through. So I'm um, going to dedicate this show to my grandma, Janice Mueller, um, because she would have loved that. So, um, but yeah, no, anyway, with that being said, Kenny, I'm excited. Let's get yeah, into I'm it. excited. Sorry for your losses, Isaiah. Uh, such a horrible thing that happened. And, uh, you know, obviously... It's a part of life, but it's terrible, and hopefully she's in a better place now, but uh, she'll be uh, listening down from heaven, hopefully. Exactly. exactly. But uh, here we go. What do you want to start with, Isaiah? Yeah, so we have, um, now that now that the football season's over, things are a little, um, you know, we're kind of in the middle of things right now. Like, we're in the middle of the NBA season, NFL offseason free agency is just getting underway. MLB hasn't started yet. Uh, March Madness is only a couple weeks away, but 
we're kind of at a time where we can, you know, kind of have some fun conversations. So we got a couple fun topics going on tonight. And we're going to start with, um, you know, after this last Super Bowl, a lot of people were talking about greatest of the GOATs, you know, greatest athlete of all time. Um, and we're going to start off with not greatest athlete of all time, but greatest athlete in our lifetime. So basically the last 20 years, we are, we're going top five greatest athletes. Kenny, what is your list? Yeah, so Isaiah wanted to do greatest athletes of all time, like the goats of goats, but uh, I, I said no because if anyone that has uh, listened to the show often knows that I don't like to have those kinds of conversations because I feel like I'm not able to really speak on who is the greatest player of all time because I haven't been able to see all the great players of all time play because I've only been following sports for... I don't know, I guess <laughs> 10 years, 12 years, maybe 13, uh, you, you know. So we made a compromise and we said, let's talk about our uh, our goats of our lifetime. So the greatest players that we believe we've ever seen play. So you want me to go five to one? Yeah? Yeah, yeah, okay. you go five to one. So at five, I have the late, great Kobe Bryant. Okay. At four, I have Tim Duncan. A little bit of what? <laughs> what? This is great. All right, all right, whatever. Fine. That's fine. disrespectful. This is greatest athletes. Like, there's so many. Tim. Okay, whatever. Just keep going. Tim not... Duncan was an awesome basketball player. <laughs> all right, just keep going. One of the greatest power forwards of all time. Fine, fine. And we got to see him in our era. Okay. That's unbelievable. Okay, hold on. Peyton Manning, Tom Brady at two. And LeBron James at number one. So you only did you only thought football and basketball. Well, I didn't feel like any baseball players were worthy of being. There's other in sports five. too. Like what? All right, you, this is my list, and <laughs> all right, fine. That, yeah, what fine. tennis, golf, and hockey? Just listen to my list, okay? All right. All right. Laughing at Tim Duncan. Yeah, if we're looking at all athletes in the last twenty years, number five, I have Tom Brady. Number four. Five? Yes, because the next four people were better athletes than Tom Brady. Number four is Tiger Woods. Number three is LeBron James. Number two, Michael Phelps. And number one, Messi. And, yeah, you can laugh, but you literally have – you think that Tim Duncan's a better athlete than Michael Phelps or I Lionel Messi? We were like... This is athletes. We, I said greatest, greatest athletes. Dude, what is this list? Messi, you're a soccer yeah, fan? No, but he is incre- like the best soccer player of all time. Who gives a crap about soccer? I'm just saying. We don't talk soccer in the extra That's true. point. That's true, we don't, but there's just greatest athletes. You put Messi as number one? Yes. You are a football and a basketball I know. fan. I know. And but you he- put Messi <laughs> over LeBron James and Tom yeah. Brady? I'm not a what soccer the hell fan. Kind of I, I'm not. Is that? I'm not a soccer fan, but I, I respect what he's Listen, done. I watch. I watch football, basketball, and baseball. So that's why I pulled for for my list. Yes, I saw Michael Phelps compete in the Olympics, but it didn't even occur to me to put Michael Phelps. And what are we going to put? Like, why isn't Simone Biles there? Serena yeah, she's, Williams. She's, 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 she'd be right there too. Because it was greatest athletes. It's that not just greatest football and basketball. Yeah, but if we're looking at greatest athletes, yeah. He's 
the greatest soccer player of all time. But I'm just saying, who cares? I don't. Care. A lot of people. Maybe Europeans do. A lot of people. This is goats of goats. We're looking right. at greatest. We're not. We weren't looking at greatest of there's just no, football and basketball. There's no soccer players in my goats of goats. Sorry. <sighs> Whatever. Whatever. And you laugh at Tim Duncan. Well, if you want to take away anything that's not football and basketball, it's it, I have LeBron and Brady. So, well, I, I, so I think the, LeBron is the greatest of those sports, at least. And what about... Yeah, I agree with that. If you're only looking at football, basketball, and baseball, what about Mike Trout? Is he close? Well, I don't think he's quite on that level of those, those five guys I've had. Some people, some people think that he's, like, all-time great, though, which is kind of crazy because he doesn't have that much postseason success yet, but... Yeah, but it's not as much of a thing as uh, in, uh, in baseball. Tim Duncan has five NBA championships. Okay. He wasn't one of the five greatest athletes of the last 20 years. Okay, can you concede that he's one of the five greatest athletes? No, even, even football. No, no. Baseball and basketball. No, he was not. LeBron, because uh, obviously LeBron and Brady, Aaron Rodgers, um, who else if, if just those sports? I, I'm like... Mike Trout is tempting to me. I don't know. Well, I think Mike Trout is a better athlete than Tim Duncan. So, yes. I I think the takeaway from this segment is that you have Lionel Messi. Real athletes. Lionel Messi. From all sports. Not even an American athlete. Fine. Over Tom Brady. Yes. And over LeBron James. Yeah, I mean, the top three are are really close. I don't... Just the fact that he is over LeBron James and Tom Brady, it puts into question... What's going on here in this show? It loses it. Well, you could have said if you our credibility if, as a as a if you only wanted football show. and basketball and baseball, then then you could have said that. But Not I was just thinking the the greatest athletes that have played soccer sports. came into my mind, and as soon as it came out, I was thinking of every out, sport. It came out the other year, like just like that. It's like one second I saw I thought soccer. Nope. <laughs> I was Not looking at every sport, and he's the greatest of that sport ever. And as much as I don't like the sport, like I don't like to watch it that much, like. I still respect it. They, they, it's still a lot of work. They still have some great athletes, and he. I mean, he's an incredible athlete. So, that's how I looked at it. Yeah, I, you know, I'm gonna laugh at you for having Tim Duncan among the top five, just basketball, football, Fine. and baseball players. Because that's that's laughable too. Okay. <laughs> All right. I guess we'll move on. I feel like this is going to be a heated day. I don't know why. Because we have, we've all <laughs> I kind of think it is, too. We have like these, we have all these would-you-rather questions that Isaiah set up. Because I think he's just trying to stir the pot up a little bit. I, it's about to... I think this next question is going to spark some controversy. And I'm very excited. So, Isaiah. Yep. Would you rather have Anthony Davis or Joel Embiid on your basketball team? Remember... The last show two weeks ago, when we said who right now is the MVP candidate, Joel Embiid. That's who I said. So Joel Embiid. Right now, I would rather have Joel Embiid, and I I think that's. I think a lot of people would say that right now. I mean, obviously AD is hurt, so it's makes it a little hard. But like just just this season, like if you're looking at just this season, I think a lot of people would say Joel Embiid because he's like a front runner for MVP right now. I, I, it's Joel Embiid for me. I think he's the MVP. I would rather have him than AD or, like, basically anyone in the NBA right now. Well, I mean, maybe not. LeBron's is always the greatest, so not him, but, like, what? over AD. Oh, excuse me. Hold on a second. 
First of all, AD is definitely a better player than Embiid. And I'd much rather have AD on my team over Embiid's Embiid. playing at an MVP level right. He's literally, like, front runner for MVP. I don't think he should be. Why not? He has the stats to back it up, and he's leading the top team in the East by literally balling out night in and night out. He's not my MVP right now. Is he close? Who is like if you have like he's he's sixth in my MP, in my MVP voting s- right now. How do you have six? <laughs> what, how long of a list do you have of MVP candidates? Just look at value over replacement. Oh my god! So you, you're doing this thing again where you where you focus on one stat. It is not just one stat. It is a stat that incorporates all stats, and it is called value over replacement. Why do you 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 just it, focus on one do you know, stat? Do you know what MVP stands for? Yes, I know Most what MVP stands for. Most valuable player. So I'm looking at the the stat for value over replacement. There's a reason why in sports we don't just look at one stat and like. But, and, but and you're like, but you're dismissing it as one stat. It is not one stat. One stat would be like points per game. That's one stat. Value over replacement takes into account all of these stats in a complex formula and then spits out a number. So it's like a congregation of stats. So you can't say it's one stat because that's that's a misrepresentation. So that's missing like as like the uh, as the uh, like the people on CNN or or the people in like the news media or like. The politicians would say they would say that's misinformation. <laughs> why I do love you, that word. Why do you why do you think that no like any any sort of like sports like news show that you watch they don't just like people like debate and like they have these reasons as to why someone's MVP over another person they don't just sit there and say oh right now on this list of this one category even if it encompasses a lot of stats oh this is what the list says okay we all have to agree with that. I'm not saying that, 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 I didn't that, say I didn't say that everybody has to agree with the way that I think about it. Okay, this is how I think about it. I think it's a good way to think about it, and it's but okay it shouldn't be the only way. It shouldn't be the only way. Well, it's not clearly. You think differently. No, but it shouldn't be the only way you think about it. By looking at this one category, there's a lot more context to every single player. Does that take into account that Embiid is leading the Sixers to being the number one team in the East right now? Especially and especially like after you know his past seasons, like how much improvement he has too. Like, there's a lot more context that isn't taken into account by these like a stat like this or QBR. Like, there's so much more to it. All right, you want to talk multiple stats? I'll talk multiple stats. <laughs> I would Just like to, to prove it to you. And so AD Jokic, is AD Jokic higher is on that my... list. No, but that doesn't matter. AD has... <laughs> then why are you taking him over Embiid in this AD, question? AD has a, uh, an overall better career than Embiid, and if I wanted to go win some basketball games, I'm taking uh, AD over Embiid. I think this is, uh, this is recency bias. Is, okay. So let me... Here, let me help you out. Nikola Jokic is number one in value over replacement. He's number one in offensive box plus minus. He's number one in box plus minus. He's number one in win shares for 48 minutes. He's number one in win shares. He's number one in offensive win shares. I don't know. I'd say that's pretty good. But nobody friggin' talks about him. <laughs> that's not what's true. That, he's up, he's all about? up there. A lot of people have him. I haven't, all I hear about is LeBron and Joel Embiid. I don't hear anybody talking about Nikola Jokic. And it's, 
it's ridiculous. No, he's Did you hear a great what I season. just said? Yeah. All those stats? Yeah. I mean, those are impressive stats. They're not very commonly talked about stats or ones that most people have really I think heard people of. people talk about those stats. I, they're, 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 pretty, they're pretty specific. They're pretty not well-known, I would Joel Embiid has the number one player efficiency rating. That's pretty good. I'd say I'd say he's the most efficient player in the league. Okay, that that's that's M- something. MEP. That's I'll give something. him my MEP. You want to create a new award? I think <laughs> MEP. Sure. I'll give it to Joel right now. All right. So here's where I'm gonna I'm gonna probably upset you. Mm-hmm. You know who I'd rather have more than? So we talk about AD and Embiid, but the, neither of those guys are the best big men in the league. The best big man in the league is Nikola Jokic. I mean, that sounds it's like not just about this. That year. sounds like recency bias too. No, no. How is if it not? At, if you look at his his career stats, his career stats are both better than AD and Embiid. His average VORP per season is higher than both AD and Embiid. You put you put Jokic on. On the Sixers, or you put Jokic on the Lakers, and there are better teams if you swap those guys out. I, w- I would definitely say that Jokic is on the rise. I mean, he's he's obviously gotten a lot more into shape. He looks a lot better. He's rounded out his game. So, yes, he's definitely on the rise. And back, and with our original question, AD or Embiid, like, sure, I'm, I'm being a little bit recent with that because just, like, because this season he is – going off and he's my MVP right now. But no, yeah, I won't I won't discount M- uh, Jokic being one of the best big men in the league. I I will give you that, but right now I would still rather have Joel Embiid because he's still I mean, I, so what's, their, what's their prone, age? Though. He's so injury prone. That Hold guy on, is how... hurt so much. Hold on, let me see. AD's been Eighty is twenty seven. How old is M- is MB twenty six? Okay, so they're pretty similar in age, but yeah, I don't know. Right now, I like Anthony Davis. He's I, honestly, I kind of feel like Anthony Davis. He got really good really quickly, and he's es- established his get like he's he gotten a better shot. You know, he's he's gotten a bit better, but I feel like he's kind of maybe topped off a little bit. Like I, I kind of feel like he's kind of plateaued a little bit whereas Embiid one year younger I think he's still on the rise so like I think him and Jokic will probably be the best two uh big men in the league in the next coming years I think they'll probably both be better than Anthony Davis but I'm still taking Embiid right now I just am I'm sorry and and maybe that's partially because of his stats this year but he's my MVP and he's the guy I want on my team right now. Okay. Especially over AD. All right. So the next question Isaiah posed in this would you rather is would you rather have uh, the duo of Russell Westbrook and Bradley Beal or the duo of Damian Lillard and CJ McCollum? My answer is Russ and Beal. Yeah, I, I had Russ and Beal as well. And it was tough. Uh, Dame and CJ combined have more points per game but I just Beal is I mean obviously going crazy with scoring Russ is such a all-around player with I mean he's like 
almost averaging a triple double again. Um, it's it's hard to go against Dame. I love Dame. Um, I just think that Russ and Beal are both better than like I think CJ McCollum's the fourth out of those four. Yeah, and it's hard to say who number one is. It's probably I Dame. Think it's Dame. Yeah, but I I think the two three is better than the one four here. Yeah. So it is. Okay. A little agreement there. That's all that's right. nice. Relaxing. <laughs> and all right, here's a here's a fun one. Um we got some young guys here. I was I was really excited about this one. Hear your thoughts. The would you rather have this year's number one overall pick or number three overall pick? Anthony Edwards or the mellow ball, based off of what you've seen so far this season. Uh, I'm going Lamelo ball. I'm telling you, I love I love Anthony Edwards, and it's not just because he has like a, a highlight once a week of like some crazy dunk. Like he is such an exciting player, and he has so much like potential that I see. Like he, I mean, he looks like I don't even like I'm I'm trying to think. Of, like, a comparison. Like, he just seems so, like, NBA material. Like, it's hard to explain. It just, he, like, that it factor, I just see it in him. He excites me so much. And LaMelo, is, he's having a pretty good season so far, too. Um, I mean, he stepped into a starting role pretty quickly. Uh, I mean, it, was, it wasn't it was that long into the season, was it? Um, I mean... So, I mean, he's playing pretty well, too. But I just, I love Anthony Edwards... He's he's definitely been on the uprise just this season. He's getting more minutes than he did. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I think he's got the it factor. I think he's going to be really, really good. Full disclosure, I have not watched a full game of either LaMelo or Anthony yeah, Edwards no, that's, this season. It's fair. Uh, but looking from the looking at the stats, LaMelo has him beat pretty well in the stats. Which ones? Warp. What's the uh? What's the numbers there? It's uh, Lamelo has point nine, and Anthony Edwards is negative point seven. <laughs> well, okay, that's fair. I mean, it's 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 very very early in their careers, and I'm also not just gonna focus on Vorp like you, but that's okay. Um, I I just, I'm just base basing it off of like they have pretty similar like points per game right now, um, but not it's not really that though. It's more just from like the highlights I've watched of each of them, Lamelo's exciting too. But Anthony Edwards, I just I love the guy. He is he is so exciting. He's so fun to watch, and I would want him on my team. I think the Tim- the Timberwolves have like a pretty decent core. Like I'm, if they can all be healthy and maybe add like one more piece, I would think that in the next couple of years they're gonna get pretty good. Obviously, they're in a really good Western Conference, but. I feel like they have pieces there that really could be really, really good together. They just haven't quite meshed yet. I feel like Carl Anthony Towns and D'Angelo Russell never really panned out to be what everyone thought they were going to be, and they still have a lot to prove. So Exactly. Yeah, yeah, and, and they it, just fired their coach after they mm-hmm. lost to the Knicks. So. Yeah. No, I yeah, it hasn't really panned out, but I think Anthony Edwards is going to emerge. I think if you pick up maybe one more guy – like probably like an outside shooter, I think that this could be a really really good team. But another problem is nobody really wants to go to Minnesota in free agency. I know, and that's that's kind of a a long standing uh, issue we've 
you know, we, we, we've touched on it before in the show is like the big market versus small market thing. Um, so teams like, like Minnesota are always going to be kind of at a disadvantage there, which is just an unfortunate part of American sports. I mean, they've done but, a good job through the draft and through trading to, to have some stars in their team, but it's like, they're like almost like, like half stars or mediocre stars or like stars that are kind of like waiting to really get into their form. You know what I mean? Yeah. And no, I I agree with you. And like, it also just kind of seems like the middle of nowhere when you think about it, uh, because the t- the other NBA teams that are like in that same region that are close to them would be like Detroit, Chicago, and Milwaukee, which are all in the East. So then Minnesota is the only one of those like kind of northern central teams that's in the West. And there's nobody there's nobody close to them geographically. Like they are out there in the middle of nowhere compared to the West. Like the closest team in the Western Conference to Minnesota, I think is Oklahoma City, which is like extremely far. Or maybe like Denver Nuggets, which yeah, is what like are you, so what far. Are you arguing? So I understand. No, 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 no. Yeah, so I'm just I'm I'm kind of just to the point of like it's just tough for like a team like Minnesota. Like that's just another reason that people don't want to go there because they're in the West and they're like out there in the middle of nowhere, like smaller market. It just it just it's always gonna be harder for a team like that, and and I it's annoying. I always kind of thought like the small market thing is an annoying part of sport of American sports, but it's just like, it's just part of it, you know? So that's just the unfortunate reality. But again, maybe if they could pick up one more really good shooter, let Anthony Edwards evolve, it could be really good. I think it'd be cool. All right. We are now going into the, which quarterback would you rather have as your starting quarterback segment of the show? We have three would you rather? What are the odds we agree on all three of them? Um, I like barely over zero, probably. All right. Well, let's see. Okay, you're gonna go first on this one. Winston or Cam Newton? Oh, it's it's, it's got to be my guy, James Winston. That he like Cam. Obviously, there's been a lot of a. Uh, a lot of news recently with him Cam getting chirped by some uh, some high schoolers. Um, he was like hosting. He a, got bullied. He was hosting like a camp, and some high schoolers were like chirping him, like making fun of him. Um, yeah, I mean that was funny, but it is also disrespectful. If you're yeah. some high school football player that's fortunate enough to attend uh, Cam Newton's football camp, you shouldn't be right attacking Cam Newton. Yeah, no, I I agree, but. Quarterback is a position where you need to be throwing touchdowns. Like that it's as simple that's basically as simple as it gets. And Cam's numbers last year, I think it was didn't he he had, he had like eight touchdowns and ten interceptions. Yeah, exa- exactly. And that's just not gonna do it for me. I mean obviously Jameis last season his last season as a starter, it was like similar ratio, but like in the thirties. It was right. like it was like thirty touchdowns, thirty interceptions, but I think that's something that I would rather I, I'd rather have those numbers than eight touchdowns and ten I mean, interceptions because I think you can, I think the interception thing can be worked on. I I agree. I'm taking Jameis Winston in this pick too, but I think it's also worth pointing out that Jameis Winston definitely had a lot more weapons in Tampa Bay than Cam Newton had in New England this past season, as we can see. 
because when Tom Brady arrived in Tampa, he went there for a reason. It's because they had those guys to throw the ball to. Yeah, I mean, I'm not. Uh, well, I I'll agree that they had probably Tampa 2019 Tampa probably had better weapons than the 2020 Patriots, but. I mean, it what was, do you mean probably? Because because a, a lot, at least half their player, more than half of the uh, Brady's weapons this year weren't on the team last year. Dude, Mike Evans and and Galladay, yeah. not Galladay, Godwin. Yeah, but okay. First of all, Scotty Miller. I don't know if where if he was on the team or not. Who he cares about Scotty Miller? Fournette. No, no, no. Fournette. Those two guys are just better. It doesn't matter. Throw A B Gronk. None of those but guys throw are on those the team. Guys away. I'm saying that Mike Evans. And Godwin are better than any receiver that the Patriots have had in like no, I know the past I, five years, I'm, with I'm, the exception of their brief stint of having Antonio Brown for like a game. I'm still saying that the, the I think 2019 Tampa did have a better had better weapons, but like but not by that much because most of their yes, weapons by this year that much. It was Mike Evans, and who else? Chris Godwin wasn't that good last year. But it's still Mike Evans. He's, like, top yeah. five receiver in the league. But that's only, I mean, it's only one guy, though. Like, all of their weapons came this Isaiah, year. Isaiah, come on, man. This is, I'm still agreeing with you. I think yeah, that they were better. Yeah, but how can you say but... that there's not a big difference between the weaponry on those two teams? That's crazy. Because I'm only looking at one guy. And sure, it's Mike Evans, but like it's, it's, it's only one guy. So to me, that's only a little bit better. That's just how it is. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't know, man. I, Either way, yes, I think, they did I have better weapons. I know where I'm coming from, but I guess I'm not getting through to you right now with this. They one. did have better weapons. It's fine. A lot better. All right. That's what a I'm lot saying. better weapon singular. No, weapons. But okay. Uh... You can, um... Okay, yeah, the next, uh... You ask me this one. The next, would you rather starting quarterback, Carson Wentz or Jimmy Garoppolo? I'm going Jimmy G. Tell me why. It's very slight. It's a very slight difference, but Jimmy G does have the better uh, average career QBR. Uh, Wentz is kind of, like, at his lowest point, perhaps, of his career right now. Uh, Jimmy G's been to the Super Bowl. That's that's what I'm going with. Yeah, no, I so I'm going Carson once, and it was tough because it wasn't it wasn't by much either. It's close. It's like I have in my quarterback rankings. I have I have Jimmy G, and right under Jimmy G. It's Carson Wentz. Really? I, yeah. I just I came up those on off the top of my head. So I mean that, that's kind of funny that they're that close. But um, but no, I. I just never really believed in Jimmy G. Yes, he made the Super Bowl, but I believe that was mostly on their defense and their running game. Um, it was. He, he, he's injured all the time, it seems. And Carson Wentz, I, like, I really didn't like him this year. Like, he was terrible. Just hard to watch. Like, he looked like the worst quarterback in the league, honestly, at times. But I still think of that year where he was on track to win MVP I, I still am holding out that I, I think he can possibly get back to that level with a, in a new system with new weapons. I think he maybe it might still be in him somewhere. I think so too. And and Jimmy G is it it doesn't he doesn't quite excite me the same way. So I feel that. Yeah. So I'm, it, I'm it's, with it's you on the excitement factor, but I'm I'm just I'm going with Jimmy G still. Yeah, and 
and it's, it's hard for me to I even think Wentz definitely has a higher ceiling. Yeah. Yeah, I, I would agree. Jimmy G is just... He, uh, yeah, I agree. Because he, he never is going to be that guy to really be like a top 10 quarterback, really. Or like no. top 15, really. No. Even. Like, he's not. He's gonna have to, it's going to have to be him surrounded by running backs, defense, <laughs> a line, like everyone, basically. Carson Wentz, yeah, I think he could possibly... Just maybe get back to that point one day. Maybe this year on the Colts. Who knows? That possible. Interesting. They have some fun weapons on that team. Yeah, they do, and obviously a really good defense. So, but they had Philip Rivers last year. So that, that's another one. What's a Rivers? Rivers. <laughs> yeah, honestly, I probably would say Rivers too. Um, that's why I was when that trade happened. I was saying that they downgraded from last season, so I yeah. don't really think there's going to be uh, no, yeah. a whole lot of noise being made there. Unfortunately, but. It did get him uh, for pretty cheap. I don't. I think he's worth more than um. Than what was it like a second and third round pick? Yeah, I was kind of. I was like, I was pretty shocked by that because. I think Wentz is definitely better than Stafford, and they had to trade like three first rounders for Stafford, which was crazy. Yeah. I don't. Yeah, that was. So I thought that. Um, Indy got off pretty pretty light on that one, so I think they made out pretty well with that. Yeah. And he's like, you can say what you want about him, but like, if, you, if you're looking to win now, that might be one of your best options in, in, the, uh, in the trade market because like, there's no real free agents going on right now, right? So in the trade market, that's who you're going to get. And like, if you don't want to draft somebody and try to develop somebody now, like, it looks like they're, they think that they're right there by their pattern of of hirings because they brought in Philip Rivers because I guess they thought that they had a chance to make a run, which they didn't make a run, but they did get to the playoffs. And then now it looks like they're they're trying for like a, a quick like not even a rebuild, like a quick like a quick plug in like yeah. let's put in Wentz, like let's see if we can get some guys around him more and let's see what we can do. Which I I don't think it's a terrible idea. I like it. It kind of just, it, it, yes, but it also kind of just feels like a big gamble. I kind of feel like they're just hoping, like, all right, we take him out of Philly. Like, maybe he'll get back to that really good form that he was once in. Like, because he's kind of been, like, on the downslide. I mean, not mostly just this year. Like, last year he wasn't as good as the past year. So it's a little bit of a general downslide. But, like, this year definitely was a big drop off. So I think it's it's also just a big gamble that I think like, Wentz will get back really to average off. this year. But an average player. Okay. Yeah, I I could see that. That's what I think he is. An average quarterback. I I just I he is such an interesting guy cuz I really could see him being anything from getting back to a really top level to being average to being like even worse than he was last year. I could see all three of the possibilities and obviously it's not really helpful if I'm Trying to be a sports, be on sports radio. He could do anything. But, that's, yeah. your, that's your analysis. But he really that's could. Great. He really could. Like it's, 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 I know, I hate to say that, but um, it's just because that little bit of really good, I think, is still in there. It's just, will he actually get to that point? I, it's more probably more likely than not, but it's still there. That's what, that's all I'll end that one with. All right. Last quarterback comparison. The Battle of the Mats. Battle of the Mats. BC grad Matt Ryan 
or Matt Stafford, the newest Los Angeles Ram? This one, I think, is, is the, the biggest disparity between the skill of the quarterbacks between the uh, three comparisons that we made. I'm going fly, Eagles fly, Golden Eagles all the way. Matt Ryan is a lot better than Matt Stafford, in my opinion. I think Matt Ryan's still a top-ten quarterback in this league, and he's greatly disrespected. And I think that he's definitely a player that I would want more than Matt Stafford. And if he stays with the Falcons, I think he's going to continue to perform at his top-ten level. And if he leaves and goes somewhere else, I think that wherever he goes, the team would be fortunate to have him. Yeah, I'm I'm also going Matt Ryan here. Um, I chose this comparison because they've been in the league basically like one year apart from each other. So they've had a lot of... They bet like they're basically came up together. Um, in terms of success, Matt Ryan has made a Super Bowl, but other than that, they're not too far off in terms of like playoff success. Like, I mean, Matt Ro- Matt Stafford has like basically no playoff success. I don't I don't even know if he has a playoff win. He might not. You might have. I have no idea. I don't think he does. I don't. Maybe in the times of Megatron. I actually don't think I'm thinking about this now. I don't. They either have one or no – Matt Ryan either has one or zero playoff wins. But, no, um, you, mean, you mean Matt Stafford. Stafford, sorry. Matt Stafford has either one or zero playoff wins. Um, so Matt Ryan has a bit more playoff success in that he's made a Super Bowl. But the last but two years now, he the team has not been great. He has been, you know, just okay – because, I mean, he saw Julio, but, like, isn't, uh, I don't know, he's, he, he's kind of been on the downside as well. And I thought, you know, there's a lot of hype around Matt Stafford right now with this big trade. So, by the way, he doesn't have any playoff wins. Yeah. <laughs> I think he the Lions have, three like, playoff games, one in 2011, one in 2014, and one in 2016. And in each of those seasons, it says that in his, uh, his player reference or whatever, that he's only played in... One postseason game that season, which means that he didn't right. win the game. <laughs> well, I'm, I didn't even think he made it three times, so good for him there. And and you know, and and it'll be interesting because maybe it was just the Lions, but I I don't think it was. He had Calvin Johnson. He never. I mean, they could never really get over any sort of like any like the playoff hump in general. Um, and great, he's going to the Rams now. I, I mean, we talked about this a couple weeks ago. It was. We thought the Lions won the trade by getting rid of Stafford and getting these draft picks and getting an average off. Um, I don't but think no. he's average. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's not great. but um kind of stinks. Yeah, but still, they got all those draft picks. Uh, and Matt Ryan, I mean, yeah, again, so he's he's kind of the team. The Falcons have been on the downside. He hasn't been playing his best. But overall, yeah, I think I still would have Matt Ryan over Matthew Stafford. He just... People are just giving Matthew Stafford too much credit right now because, like, oh great, he got out. He's actually really good, and he'll be better on a different team. Like, I don't, I I've been watching him in the divi- in the division with the Packers, my team for the last twelve years, and he has never looked anything like a top fifteen quarterback. Really, I mean, like top ten or fifteen quarterback to me. He's. And sure, it's just a terrible franchise, whatever, but he still had Calvin Johnson. He's had some good receivers over the years. Hey, Golden Tate. Remember when Golden Tate was yeah. good? Yeah. So, I mean, he's had some weapons. 
Never been able to do anything with it. Like, get rid of all the excuses. He's not that good of a quarterback. Matt, it's Matt Ryan in that in that one. All right, should we uh, move on? I this is a this is another another fun little segment. Um, yeah, Isaiah, I wanted think, to get all personal. I did. I wanted to get a little bit of, you know, I I feel like we've been doing this show. This is our third, you know, year of doing this show, and we never. I feel like we never really talk about our own experience with with you know sports and the times that we've you know, been there, especially in a year where we haven't been able to go to any sports. I thought this is a good couple of questions. So, Kenny, I think we all want to know, what was the best sports moment you witnessed live in person? So, best sports moment I witnessed live in person was the Super Bowl in uh, 2011 when the Giants beat the Patriots for the second time. So that was the game in Indianapolis at Lucas Oil Stadium with uh, Manningham's sideline catch. And right, Manning, right. Uh, Manning thread the needle to, to get it to him, and that was an awesome play. And you know that was going up against Big Bad Brady and uh, Gronk and all those guys. And I was 11 years old, and my dad and I went to the game, and that was a – crazy cool experience and I'm really lucky to have had the opportunity to go do that and I'm very fortunate that my dad got us to that to that game and that's my favorite sports memory live I think I think you have said that that sounds familiar I think you have said that you've been to that been to that game before that I I forgot about that that's a super cool it's on it's a dream of mine to go to a Super Bowl at some point like once things are like normal again like someday I want I would love to go to a Super Bowl like just the whole experience of it has to just be like so crazy. Um, and especially when your team is in it, (laughs) um, for me, best sports moment I was ever, I ever witnessed live was, uh, 2013 Nebraska football against Northwestern. Um, game came down to, I mean, like any Nebraska football fan knows this one. It's like all time. Great. Uh, down three with one second left, ball at the 50-yard line. Nebraska rolls back. Uh, quarterback Ron Kellogg rolls back, throws it 55 yards to the end zone. Ball gets tipped back on the Hail Mary, caught in the end zone for the win. And that one was so cool because it looked it, like Nebraska on that drive had had like – or like Northwestern had just had the ball. They are running the clock down. Like half the stadium left because it, it was like so over – Nebraska had like a fourth and 20 on that final drive, somehow got up to the 50-yard line, and then threw a Hail Mary. I mean, that's like I, – I still can't believe I was at a game that ended in a Hail Mary for the – that was caught for the win. Like that was one of the most incredible things I've ever seen in my life. Like that that, that one's going to be hard to top because like just a Hail Mary for the win is incredible. So that was that was, that was the coolest sports moment I've ever seen. Yeah, super cool. Um, and – other question in this category, who is the greatest athlete you saw play in person? This is tough because another fortunate thing about my uh, sports watching career is that I've also gotten a chance. I mean, obviously in that Super Bowl, I got to see Tom Brady, so that's got to be up there. And then I also, uh, last year, I went to the Celtics-Lakers game with my girlfriend, and I got to see LeBron. 
who's my favorite player ever. So, but who'd you have? Who'd you have higher in your list of uh, greatest? LeBron, LeBron or, or okay, good. So, the, so it's LeBron then. So I guess it's LeBron. You know, it's either of the two. Mm. Uh, yeah, I. Neither of them had particularly good games when I went, uh, <laughs> but that's okay. Yeah, so I got sure. to see them, and that was really cool. Uh, but yeah, just seeing LeBron live, a, a guy that I've just watched. God knows how many games I've seen LeBron James play, and like seeing the way that he passes the ball in person and, and does his thing in person and warms up in person and all that stuff was, was super, super, super cool. So that's that's probably my pick. Yeah, I would... Uh, what about you? I, I would love to see LeBron play in person before he retires. That'd be awesome. Um, but yeah, I... It was very expensive. Yeah. <laughs> we, had, yeah. we had literally... Uh, I forget how much money it was, but it was a lot of money and we had the worst seats in the house. Well... Not the worst seats in the house, but, but when I tell you we were in the last row, we were literally in the last row. Like, behind us was just the wall, was just the wall, <laughs> which is like the garden. But I didn't care at all because I could I have good vision, and I was able to see all the way down, and I was able to uh, to see everything that was going on, and I just got to see LeBron, so. What do you think, like uh, 120? Way more than that. Really? I forget what it was. Jeez. Because, I mean, I, I, I want to bet- say it was... More than two hundred a person. Really? Wow. I mean, the Celtics were good last year. And yeah, but you know, it's like it's like the Lakers Celtics rivalry. Yeah, and, true. And the Lakers were were huge, and it's LeBron James and Anthony Davis. And yeah. It's a huge game. It was a lot of money. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Totally worth it though. I um. I in two thousand nine, I went with my aunt and uncle to Indianapolis. First year of Lucas Oil Stadium for the Colts, and we watched Sunday Night Football, Tom Brady versus Peyton Manning. That was Oh, wow, that's super cool. Yeah, that was awesome. And the Colts got the win. Um, that was, that, I mean, that was like in the prime of Brady versus Manning. Like, that was so cool. I also saw Brady versus Rodgers freshman year of college here, um, which obviously was meant a lot for me too because Rodgers, I think, is one of the greatest as well. Um, and then playing against Brady is cool. Um, but yeah, so I like, I mean, I had to technically to answer the question, I had to technically say Brady, um, but just to see Brady play twice, both against two other of the greatest quarterbacks. Um, but the, the one other thing I, I will note, I did see the, the day before like that trip to Indianapolis is really cool because the day before that we went to a Celtics game or a Pacers Celtics game. And that was when the Celtics had their big three of Ray Allen, Paul Pierce, Kevin Garnett, and Rondo. So, like, I w- none of those guys are the greatest athlete I've ever seen, but that was, like, the fact I saw that tr- – like, that was the year that they won the finals. Mm-hmm. So, like, I saw that and Brady versus Manning that, that weekend. The weekend. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> that was crazy. And the Pacers were, like, average that year, and they beat the Celtics that night. So both the home teams got the win. It was that's pretty cool. Yeah, it was crazy, but yeah, it's just cool to be able to see some of these some of these greatest of all time. Yeah. All right, we got twelve minutes left, and got a couple of current NBA things to discuss. Any uh, anything you want to jump right on? Ah. Uh... You want to talk about the Nets? I do want to talk about the Nets. I'm, All right. I'm, I'm glad you asked. So the question I have 
written down here is, do the Nets prove they're the best team in the league after their big wins on the road against the Clippers and the Lakers? I mean, so, obviously, I've, I've ever since last October or whatever it was when I said, if they get Harden, this is the best team in the league. And then, like, our first show this semester, I was saying that, and I, I'm sure I said it at some point two weeks ago on our last show, and here we are since since our last show, which was Tuesday the ninth. The uh, Nets played the Pistons that night. My uh, my lesser known favorite NBA team, and the Pistons won on that night. Since then, one versus Indiana, one at Golden State, one at Sacramento, one at Phoenix, one at the Lakers, one at the Clippers. This team is is clearly the best team in the NBA. It, it hands down, they're unstoppable right now. I, I mean, not even just right now. They're just unstoppable. Like, I I think it, I, like I'm so glad that they w- went on this Western road trip to the conference that everyone you know says for good reason is the better conference. They have all these really good teams. They went on the road, played five straight. All within one week, and won all five of them. I mean, that's incredible. So, yes, I mean, what was even the original question? Are they the best team? Or yeah, so you said they're the best. Yeah, they, they, so, yes, they they prove they're the best team in the NBA. For I'm sure. not ready to crown them the best team in the league, but I will say that they're starting to look very scary. Uh, I still think the Lakers are the best when they have AD healthy, but starting like. Uh, the Nets are climbing. They're they're gaining on the Lakers, and I thought what was what was especially eye opening was the fact that the Nets beat the Lakers. With, and granted, AD was not playing, but KD was not playing either, and KD is definitely better than Anthony Davis. So, by like transitive, no, not transitive, like the duck. <laughs> Deductive reasoning, I'll say. Okay. We use some big words here in the actual point <laughs> That's right. A deductive reasoning. If both of those players were playing, I would say that the Nets would have won by even more in that game just because I think, well, I know that KD is better than AD, and I think most of the basketball fans out there and to everybody listening would agree with me. So, yes, it is one game, but it is an eye-opening game, and they just have so much firepower like I remember I don't know if it was two weeks ago or or three weeks ago but I remember they were playing oh man they might have been playing the Clippers yeah they played the Clippers three weeks ago yeah so I remember they were playing the Clippers and it was like a close game down the stretch and that's when they finally got their big three together and uh it was just like the fourth quarter you didn't know who was going to take the shot because all of them were making the shots. <laughs> yeah. It was like, it was a give it to Kyrie, like he'll pull up and he'll score. Then like, oh, like give it to Kevin, he'll score too. And oh, you want Harden to take it? Like he'll dance around a little bit and shoot a three. He'll dance around a little bit and go do one of his floaters. It was unbelievable how many options they have to score the ball. It's just insane. So I'm thinking that they should get even better the more they play together because they're going to under, understand each other's rhythms and how each other work, uh, especially after the, issue, after the addition of Harden, but even more so because this is the first year of KD and Kyrie even playing together. So all three of them are like are pretty much at the, like 
the same experience in terms of playing with each other. I guess if if um, you wanted to include the fact that Katie and Harden played uh, with each other years ago in in um, Oklahoma City, I'm yep. sure there's still some old chemistry there. But I think the more they play together, the the more they're going to figure each other out. And also, I know a lot of people were complaining about their defense, but the more they play together, I think the more they're going to figure out how to play team defense together too. I know. Most of those guys aren't really known for their defensive capabilities, but if they could score the way that they score, they could look really, really scary. So I'm not ready to crown them best team yet, but they're starting to look really good. So you, would you say they're the second best team then behind the Lakers when they have AD? Which doesn't, which doesn't fully make sense to me because you're, you already said KD is better than AD. And they have KD, Harden, and Kyrie versus LeBron and AD. Like, is LeBron really make them that much better than those three? No, no, but I'm just... <clears throat> this whole year, I, I thought the Lakers were the best team, and then uh, they won the championship, and then they their team has gotten better since last year with their additions of Gasol and Harrell and Schroeder. Schroeder's hurt right now. He or like is in COVID protocol or something, so he hasn't been able to help them out. Uh, no, I still have to go with Lakers, and it doesn't have to do with like the comparing... Like obviously, the Nets have more firepower, but the problem with them is it's their firepower, and then who? Like, yeah, Joe Harris is good, and that's that's fine, and that's great, but the Chris Lakers Brown's are deep. pretty good. Yeah, but the Lakers... DeAndre like, Jordan. The Lakers, like, Schroeder's pretty good. <laughs> then uh, you have um, Kuzma, and you have Harrell, and you have Gasol, and you have Kadavis Hall-Pope. These are, like, some pretty good role players that are that are still there and are still able to get some stuff done when um when the stars are lacking or when they need to spark off the bench and the Nets don't have that as much. So I'm I, still going Lakers, but I there I get what you're saying. I mean not even just to like double like not even I'm not just saying this because I already said that I think the Nets are the better team. I I like the Nets starting five better than I like the Lakers starting five. Because it's Kyrie, Katie, Harden, and DeAndre Jordan and Joe Harris. And then, I mean, the Lakers are starting, what, LeBron, AD? Well, yeah, I do too. It's because it's... So, so, I mean, you're putting... Just because of their bench players, you're putting the Lakers higher than the, the no, Nets? No, it doesn't have anything to do with... It just has to do with... I just don't think they've been dethroned as the best team in the league yet. That's all. The Nets just got put together. They need They need to do a little bit more for me first. I've seen what the Lakers could do when they're at their full strength and full power. They won the championship. I just need the Nets. I need a little bit more time for the Nets. That's all. all right, Can't just throw. Fine, fine. Uh, I did. I did in October before they even had before the season even started. They even had Harden. Right, but you're not always right. <laughs> well, I don't know about that. <laughs> Messy. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'm not getting back into that. Was uh. Are you upset that you've never gotten to see Messi play in person live? No, I, I like I don't really care, but I, I can I can respect that he is the greatest soccer player of all time, and that he has been that that's all been in our lifetime. I think I think making I want, him the best athlete of all time. I think in when my COVID's opinion, it's over. We should fly out to Europe. Okay, and and I'll. I would have loved to see I'll Phelps to, in person too. I'll go to That'd Italy. Cool. I'll go to Italy. I'll like. Eat pasta and some. He, play, he plays in stuff. in Spain. Well, right. I'll go to Italy and then you'll take a bus to Spain, and you could go watch him play. You know, I in all seriousness, I actually have seen 
that what who does he play for Barcelona? Yeah. I've seen that stadium because I I vacationed in Spain once and we went on like a, a tour around Barcelona and they brought us to the stadium. How and was it? No, no, no. I didn't see him play. No, I, I know, but how was the stadium? stadium? Was it big? I saw it from the outside. Okay. It was, it was, I mean, it was cool, but it's yeah. soccer, so, you know. I don't like soccer that much. I, I watch some World Cup games when that's I just, on. I just think but... it's a little suspect that you, you made them your number one. That's all I'm saying. Because I was it's taking okay. all sports into account. It's okay. And I'm not going to put, like, somebody else over Messi. Like, I just, I think he's a better athlete. That that's it, and and Michael Phelps too. I was really close between those two. I would have loved to have seen Michael Phelps because that dude's like a superhuman. I would love to see Tiger Woods play somehow uh, someday. And well, he just got hurt. Yeah, bad in a car accident. Yeah, which is sad. And you didn't even have him in your list. So no, I didn't. I don't know. I wonder how how can you even sleep at night? I could sleep. <laughs> Oh well, we we only got a couple minutes. You want to get on any more of these NBA topics? Why don't we do uh, Eagles quarterback real quick for three minutes? Okay, all right. So question is: Is do the Eagles have the worst quarterback position? Like, are they in the worst quarterback position in the NFC East? I'm gonna answer first since you Go answered ahead. first last time. My answer is: It depends who is starting for the Washington Football Team. If Alex Smith comes back. And he's feeling up for playing. I'd say that the Eagles have the worst starting quarterback in the division. But if Taylor Heineke is the starting quarterback, then I would say that they have the worst starting quarterback in the division. You don't like Heineke? He just like, got paid. I like that one game, but it's only one game. Yeah, no, that's and he's, fair. He's a nobody. <sighs> that's uh, that I is love fair. the underdog story, but the guy's a nobody. I'm for now. I like I don't really know why they paid him either because like Alex Smith to me is the better quarterback. He's more experienced and that that was just his first year off of a terrible terrible injury. I think he can get really even get pretty good again. It depends how how mobile he's going to be in the future because if you watch that game when the Eagles and uh and Doug Peterson blew our playoff chances, the blew the Giants playoff chances by just folding the game and just hand-feeding them the game so that they could win and make the playoffs. Uh, Alex Smith couldn't move that game. He looked like like I thought for sure the Eagles were going to win because they just looked so much better. So I don't know what Alex Smith we're going to see next season. He I, was able to lead them to the playoffs yeah. like with an asterisk, I'd say, because... He totally got bailed out by the Eagles, but <laughs> just a terrible conference in general or division in general. But um, I'm still so mad about that. But I mean, there's Eagles stink. There's quarterbacks that play a long time, like Tom Brady, Ben Roethlisberger, who aren't mobile at all. And okay, Ben's not that great anymore. But I guess like Peyton Manning was around for a long time too. Wasn't mobile. Yeah, so like Alex Smith, he, he's still he's shown greatness in the past. He still could. It, get but back to a really good level of passing. Isaiah, there's a difference between there's a difference between mobility and being afraid to get tackled from the waist down because your leg has been completely destroyed in the past. And he, that's he, how he we might, looked at the end of the season. He might he might not though. He he might not be like that. I mean, who I mean, maybe he has like a metal rod in his leg. Maybe his leg's even no, more harder to break leg? now. No, it's not. <laughs> I don't know, but um, no, I'm saying though, like. I don't. I I feel like he, 
if he's willing to go out and play football again, he knows the risks. So I like I don't I could see him like this last year being afraid of it because it's still fresh off the injury and everything. But I like if he's gonna plan on playing for a couple more years at least, he's gonna have to accept the risks and well, he's in be contract okay with two not more being years. But I don't hit. know if he's gonna actually play it or not. But did you watch that last Eagles game? Tell me he didn't look like afraid and timid. He did, and I'm not. I'm not. He was a comeback player of the year. I'm not trying to disrespect the guy. I think anybody would be afraid and timid yeah. if if you have that leg, and you were out there playing football. Like I remember being afraid uh, when I was going out and playing high school football after knee surgeries, and there weren't people that were like running after me and trying to tackle me because I played defensive end, not quarterback. So I think it's fair to be afraid, but yeah, it is. You know, I guess we'll see what happens. If they signed Heineke, I feel like he might play, right? Yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, no, and that's what that's what the weird thing is. Like, he he did look pretty good in that one game, but I just it's like to me, I would think that Alex Smith is the clear starting choice, and I don't know if it's gonna be the type of thing where they give him a couple games, and if he's not playing that well, it's just gonna be Heineke for good, um, since they already paid him. I I don't really know, but either way. To answer the original question, yes, I would say the Eagles have the worst quarterback position in the NFC East. They just got rid of their franchise quarterback, Wentz, and Jalen Hurts is was like he's not not, he's not, not great good. last year. Um, so yeah, honestly, no matter if it's Heineke or Smith, I still I think they're both pro- probably better than Hurts. Like again, we haven't seen much of Heineke, but he's probably better than Hurts as of right now. So yes, I would say the Eagles have the worst quarterback position in the NFC East. To answer your question. All right. I guess we'll end it on that then. Danny Dimes is we'll just ended on a green. Amazing. Danny so Dimes good. is not amazing, unfortunately, <laughs> but he runs wide open and then trips on his own feet. All right, you keep disrespecting the Giants. We'll see what happens this this year. <laughs> yeah, we will. You're Saquon right. Saquon will come back. Joe Judge is a good coach. You can't deny that. We'll see what happens. All right. Danny's gonna have to really step up his game. If he does, then they could be pretty good. They also need some more receivers. Maybe they'll get him one. And some more linemen. Maybe they'll get them some. <laughs> Hopefully. All right. That'll do it for tonight, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. Um, and, you know, like I said at the beginning of the show, I love doing this. I, I love, you know, talking sports with you guys for an hour. Um, so, again, just thank you guys for all the support. Uh, thank you guys for being loyal listeners. It really means a lot to us. Um, Kenny and I both just love to do this so much, so... We thank you guys uh, for tuning in. Kenny, any final words? Yeah, thanks, guys. Uh, See you next week. Good night, guys.